Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us and so glad that you have hung in there for our first chapter. Uh, as you know, the book of 1 John has five chapters and we are nearing the end of chapter one today. Matter of fact, Lord willing, we'll get done with chapter one today. And I, I've been really excited about getting here because uh, the end of chapter one is probably the most famous verse in the book of 1 John. And the most necessary verse, at least for me, uh, in the book of 1 John. So let me read the verses that we're going to cover today, and then we'll come back and try to dis- dissect it in the short time that we have together. So 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 9, the Bible says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So 1 John 1, 9, uh, just such an important verse for our practical walk with the Lord. If we confess our sins. So John, years ago, it helped me to understand that my job is not to somehow earn God's forgiveness. And when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, I'm forgiven. Uh, I have a positional standing with God. Uh, My sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. But I think we we brought out the word last uh, episode about actualizing, uh, making it practical in my daily walk. So as I walk through life, John, I know this is going to be a great shock to you. (laughs) Listeners, I know that you're probably not going to believe this, but there are times— Very, very seldom. Now, I think my wife would probably disagree with this statement, but that I do sin. Are you shocked by that? Uh, Not really. (laughs) (laughs) So so that probably was a big one right there. Uh, No, and the Bible says that as we become aware of our sin, and that ought to be, that ought to be, that, that ought to be common. You know, as we're walking in the light, as we're spending time with the Lord, as we carry with us the indwelling spirit of God as we have a spirit enlivened conscience, it's going to be clear that we step out of the way. And the Bible says when that happens, we need to, to confess our sins. The word confess is the word, the, the Greek word homo legeo. So we break down that word homo, same, legeo, to speak. So the Bible says confession really is when we speak the same. When we agree with God that our sin is, in in essence, what he says it is. So it's not a mistake. It's not like an oops or an uh-oh or, hey, everyone does it. No, it's an admission to the Lord that, th- that this is what you say it is. I have been proud. Uh, I have been lusting. I have been angry. Uh, I have been envious. And to get to the root issue, God, I have sinned, to admit to the Lord. You know, as you talk about this, Pastor, my mind goes to Luke chapter 7, as Jesus is talking to a crowd there right after he speaks about John the Baptist. And, and, and in the Luke 7 account, Luke records how that 
the publicans, the harlots, they justify God because they believe what God said about them. God said, you're, you're wicked. And they say, yeah, we believe that. Mm. But the Pharisees did not justify God because God said, hey, you're wicked, Pharisees. And they say, no, we're not. And so we find this concept about how that God revealed to them, here's who you are, here's where you are. Those who were the sinners in society said, yeah, we understand that that's who we are. But the righteous people, so to speak, said, no, that's not who we are. And so John is saying, yes, we have got to see ourselves as God sees us, which is an important principle throughout the Word of God. Yeah, it's human nature to downplay our faults and to upplay our perceived righteousness. So yes. like that, the, the, the parable of the Pharisee and, and the publican. Yes. The Fer- I'm so glad I'm not like other people, and here's what I do, and here's the sacrifices I make, and here's the religious observances that I'm faithful to. And, and yet that publican wouldn't even look toward heaven. He was just so smitten by conviction. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Really what he was saying is, I see myself the way God sees me. And I admit who I am. And there, there's where, where, where true forgiveness lies. It sure is, Pastor. Seeing ourselves as God sees us, knowing that, hey, you know, I'm a child of God, but my relationship, my, my fellowship is not what it ought to be. And so I want to, you know, I want to confess this sin because more important than anything else in life to me is my relationship with Jesus Christ. That was John's heart. And that is what he wants these people to understand. Look, whenever, if you do sin, God, God's going to forgive you. He wants you, though, to admit that he is right about what he says about your life. I'm, I'm smiling because, and this is definitely going to show you my age. I'm smiling because I'm thinking about that sitcom that I used to watch back in the 1970s. Yes, I was alive in the 1970s. Um, Happy Days. Now, I I don't know that I could recommend it today. I mean, I look back and say, what was I doing watching that? But uh, remember the cool guy on Happy Days, Fonzie. Did you ever watch Happy Days? You probably weren't allowed to. You grew up in one of those really (laughs) right-wing homes. But uh, anyway, I watched Happy Days. Then I would watch Laverne and Shirley after Happy Days. But anyway, um, the cool guy in Happy Days was Fonzie. And Fonzie had, he had uh, Arthur Fonzarelli. He had trouble saying one word. Do you you know this, John? I don't know that, no. I'm learning something today. John, I'm, I'm, you know, you teach me the Bible. I'll teach you about <laughs> television sitcoms, okay? So Fonzie would struggle saying that he was wrong. And it was really funny because he'd say, I was, say it, Fonzie, I was, <laughs> he couldn't say it, I was, <laughs> and, you know, we all have that Fonzie syndrome. Yes, yes. We, we struggle saying, I was wrong. I sinned. Um. True confession in the Bible is, it's typically short, yes. it's specific, and it's sincere. That's true confession. And I think of two great illustrations of true confession. I think of Psalm 51, where David, among other things, said to the Lord, against thee and thee only, have I sinned and done this wickedness in thy sight? So John, think about that. When David said that, he had sinned against a bunch of people. <laughs> he had sinned against Bathsheba, obviously. He had sinned against Uriah. 
He had sinned against his servants, Joab, had sinned against his other wives. He had sinned against his country, sinned against his children. I mean, you could make a long list of people against whom David had sinned. And yet when David spoke to the essence of his sin, God, I, I have, I've sinned against you. I've sinned in your sight. It was short. It was specific. It was sincere. And then the other episode that I think about is the parable of the prodigal son. Remember when the prodigal son came to himself and he went uh, on that journey home and his father met him and ran to him. Remember he said to the father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. So again, short, specific, sincere. And, and the Bible says here, if we confess our sins, that's the point, is that we agree with our holy God that our sin is as bad as he says it is. That is, we see that time, and again, you're right, Pastor, throughout church history, throughout the Word of God, where people who want to be right with God, they, they know that they have got to come to God and just, and just be open before God. Say, God, 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 this is what I've done. And you're right, this, this nebulous, you know, if I did anything at all, yeah, I'm right. sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> if I offended you. And, you know, if I really, you know, that's just not confession. No, it's not. And I, that's a principle I try to teach my girls they were growing up. When you apologize, when you apologize to somebody and say, please forgive me, don't say, I, I did this, but. Right. You know, if you wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have done that. That's not, that's not true confession. Right. Confession says, I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong. I'm, I'm the sinner. I'm the one who did wrong. Please forgive me. Yeah, and confession is not... Uh, is not recognizing the result. You're right. Okay, so, so for instance, if I've sinned uh, against the Lord and sinned against you, it's not me coming to you and saying, hey, I'm sorry I hurt you. Yes. All that's, all that's doing is acquiescing to the fact that sin does damage. Yes. Oh, of course sin does damage. No, what, what was the sin? Yes. You know, and it's not even like, okay, I watched the wrong thing. Uh, no, it, it's the sin of lust. Yes. Uh, it was the sin of anger. It was the sin. So deal with the root issue. In what way did you sin against the Lord? Confess that. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, oh, my goodness. If that's my responsibility, then, you know, what about all the things I've done that I forgot? <laughs> what about the things I did wrong? I didn't even know it's wrong. You know, and I can have no fellowship with God if this is the standard. If, if the standard is I've got to confess all my sins in order for me to have a practically right fellowship with God, then who in the world is going to measure up to that standard? And that's, it's a legitimate question. And that's why the verse is so meaningful and encouraging. Because watch what it says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. So God made a promise. You know, because of Christ, he is faithful and just. So God can forgive us, not because we deserve forgiveness, but because we have positionally already been forgiven. Because in Christ, God's justice has been satisfied. So he is faithful and just to forgive us. So our job is not to seek forgiveness. God is actualizing that forgiveness practically because we've, we've admitted, we've confessed to forgive us our sins. But I love this part and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the way that I understand that, John, and please correct me if, if I'm misspeaking here, the way I understand that is it, when we confess what we know we've done wrong, you know, God forgives all of it. 
because we're dealing with what we know. And God expects for us to deal with what we know. That's exactly right, Pastor. And it emphasizes the fact it's just a heart. And, you know, in Satan, some people have very weak consciences. And they think, oh, you know, oh, I've got to make a laundry list of all these things. And if I don't remember all these things, then, you know, I'm really not forgiven. God knows our heart. And, and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when we come to 1 John chapter 3, in that chapter, there's a great verse that applies this topic right now. But God knows our heart. And if our heart, we say, God, you know, I, I know I got prideful. Please forgive me for that. And, and if we confess to God what God, the Holy Spirit, convicts us of, and our heart wants to be right with God, God knows our heart. And God wants to forgive us. Because He is just and righteous, He does forgive us. And I like the thought, Pastor, that, it, that God, God does forgive us and doesn't bring it back to us anymore. Satan yeah. keeps on bringing it back. Yeah, I, I, like the, I like what you just said. It's not that we have to keep like an encyclopedic list of and you know rack our brain forever to think well, well, well I said this to this person and I thought that there and I, and I shouldn't have said that in that traffic jam and oh I, I don't know if I'm remembering that's not the point right yes and and back to our two illustrations you know David didn't say okay you know I lied to Joab and and I did this with Uriah and I had this thought about the servants and I did this with Bathsheba and <gasps> he didn't do that he, he, he admitted the totality of it and the specificity of it to God, and God forgave him. I think about the prodigal son. He didn't come back to dad and say, okay, God, d- dad, I've sinned, against, I've sinned in your, uh, against heaven in your sight, and I did this, and I went to this bar, and I slept with this woman, and I lied to this person, and I spent this money on this, and he didn't do that. He was willing to, it, I love what you said. It comes back to that heart of 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 contrition, that heart of a broken spirit that God does not despise. That's right, Pastor. I think of how Satan likes to even turn this concept into a works-based mentality, where if we don't say the right things in the right yes. way and the right, you know, we don't say it just just right. And I and don't mean I know people that feel this way. I've I've counseled people who feel this way. If I don't say it just right, if I don't remember everything just perfectly then I'm really not forgiven. Satan loves to have people that with that thinking because then they will just live in a lack of assurance of salvation possibly or a lack, a lack of joy. What, what if your child who has been struggling with attitude, struggling with rebellion, well, what if your child came to you today and said, Mom, Dad, I, I've, I've had a really bad attitude. I just, I, I'm so sorry. You know, would you say to them, well, you know, no, let's go back now and let's go through, you know, every every roll of the eye and every off-color comment you made and every mutter under your breath and until you itemize it, no, that's not the point. The point here is that point of heart, a heart level confession and then the actualization of that restored relationship that God would give us. That's the point. Look at verse number 10. So if we say, see the theme now, we've seen this three times. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. That's even stronger than, it's, it's as if John is really just kind of nailing down his case right now. Yes. Yeah, when, when we say that we haven't sinned, we deceive ourselves. But, but much, much deeper than that, we're actually calling God a liar. 
when we say that we don't need to ask for forgiveness, we don't need to to confess our our sins to the Lord. We don't, you know, we've been saved. We don't have to, you know, um, that is an affront to God. You know, a, a a bona fide fellowship is one where we're willing to be honest with each other. That that's true of our human relationships. Uh, to admit our failures and to be specific and to seek restoration and restitution. And that's true of our relationship with the Lord. And when we don't admit, what we're actually saying is, God, you're wrong, I'm right. You're a liar, I'm the truth teller. And that is dangerous ground indeed. We make him a liar, his word certainly is not in us. Uh, John, I'm sorry to say that's all the time that we have for today, but we're done. Well, with chapter number one, so next episode, for those of you that are watching, you're going to see a wardrobe change, (laughs) so that'll be a good thing, and then those of you that are listening, uh, thank you for being so faithful to the Lord uh, in in just pursuing the truth of 1 John. Looking forward to chapter two, can't wait to get there, hope you have a great day in the Lord, God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.